Hi, and thanks for listening to Total Access and Impact. Total Access and Impact is sponsored by Rental Karma, where good renters deserve good credit. Check it out at rentalkarma.com, and that's spelled K-H-A-R-M-A. Welcome, everyone, to the Total Access and Impact podcast with your hosts, Wendy Massengill and Colin Canazares. Today is February the 1st, 2024. If you are like me, where did January go? I just felt like it had just happened at the New Year's, and now we're already here. It's uh, going by fast these days. Um, Today's show, we are going to talk about how to buy your next new or used car and every car after that with no down payment. Okay? Incredibly important when we live in a society that 70% of our population has less than $1,000 in savings. If you got more and you got it saved up and you can save some money on things that way, great. Go do it. We're going to, you know, if you have any questions, we'll be happy to chime in. But we're focusing on the the mass of our society where this is a big problem and it's something that can help them propel out of that. And this is not only a way to get that money, you know, or get that vehicle with no down payment, but also put a little bit of money savings at the same time. Wow, what a concept, right? So uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to first off have a little overview of how loan uh, financing works in the car world. Wendy, you used to work at a franchise dealership. We won't tell the, the name of the town or anything, but it was in um, one of the big ones you everybody sees on the roads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were there for a number of years in a different roles and stuff. So give us an overview of your standard experience in getting a car loan as soon as you walk in the dealership. So, and hey, everybody. Um, and so pretty much what happens is as soon as you walk into that dealership, you you're, someone's going to come up to you and they're going to just start trying to show you a car. Um, and so I know it can be really, it can be a little overwhelming whenever you first walk in. You may feel like a deer in headlights, um, not sure where to go first, or you may feel every the other side of that emotion and feel just so excited. You just, you just want to just jump right in. Um, but whenever you walk into the car dealership, pretty much they're going to walk you around and try and find what you're looking for. Um, and then they'll take you back into the finance office, try and work a deal out and then hopefully get you back out on the, on the road in your, in the car that you've selected that day. Um, but you know, they're going to take a look at you. They're going to try and run your credit. They're going to be trying to, uh, pull you in for financing and see how much you've got down and, you know, how much you can just go ahead and pay today and how much your loan is going to be starting to try and shop your, your yeah. information around to get you a car loan. So when um, you say shop it around, let me ask you this it, mm-hmm. is on a transparency scale of one to 10, 10 yeah. being very transparent. Mm-hmm. Where is the car buying process tied in, especially with the financing side of it? Honestly, I would say about a four to a five. Because um, okay. whenever one of the things that they do is whenever they, they, they're walking you around and they're like, okay, well, this car, and they'll, they'll pull out this white piece of paper and then they'll write three numbers on it. They'll write three different banks that they're looking at and they're like, okay, well, we can put you in this for 170 a month. We'll put you on this for this a month. We'll put you on this a month. But they won't necessarily say exactly like, you know, what, who you're paying the pay, that payment to or yeah. how long that payment is. They just show you the, da- the monthly, the payment. monthly, they, the, yeah, they, 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 they call payment buyers. I've heard car salesmen mm-hmm. reference that, that they all focus on that because that's what the person has in mind. They don't yeah. think about how long it's going to be or how much interest is actually paid over the course of time and that kind of thing. So exactly. help, Wendy, help me understand 
or help our audience understand interest rates in the car world mm-hmm. versus, say, for example, in mortgages, you see that the interest rates will be anywhere from right now they're uh, right around 7%. But if you mm-hmm. have sort of rougher credit, it can be as high as like 8.5%. So your mm-hmm. scale now is 7 to 8.5. That's mm-hmm. only one and a half points different, right? Yeah. In the car world, there's this big gap that goes from zero to 30. Yes. Help us understand that. So pretty much one of the things, like a couple of things that factor into how much you're going to be paying for your interest, because again, interest can vary anywhere from like seven, you know, 7% all the way up to again, 30% and things like that. Um, And the banks, they're going to be looking at your credit history, and then also specifically your auto loan history. So if you've never had an auto loan on your credit history before, banks may end up charging you a little bit more just from that alone. Um, And then if you have uh, whatever, you may hear something called your DTI, your debt to income ratio. Pretty much that's just how much you owe versus how much you actually make. Um, And if you have a higher debt to income ratio, that may change your interest rate a little bit as well. Um, So there's a lot of different things that go into that, especially if you've never had a, if you have no credit or just not very strong credit, and especially with not, no kind of auto loan on your credit report, the bank is going to look at you like you're kind of risky um, just because they don't know your habits and how well you pay off a tangible loan. Um, you know, a thirty thousand or however many thousand dollar loan in such a short amount of time between three and eight years, they just they they don't have any kind of predictability for you. So they, on average, charge just a little bit more for your interest rate. And honestly, the average interest rate um, that people paid uh, for between five hundred and six hundred credit scores was eighteen point three nine percent. And that's, that's a pretty big top. band too, I guess. From that study, five hundred six hundred is like. That's like the difference between uh, an F and a C in school. Mm-hmm. I tell a lot of people, when you get a 620 credit score, it's kind of like a C. You know, 720 mm-hmm. is an A. The B is around 680. Mm-hmm. D is in that, you know, upper 500. And mm-hmm. 550 and under is in an F range. But, yeah, I'm sure that I, – I know I've seen a lot of these other folks that have had things in that much higher range. So. Absolutely. And then one one other thing um, when it comes to that auto loan is if you've never had one before, just keep in mind, sometimes they may ask you that you like they may tell you that you need a co-signer, which is not the end of the world. Um, You may need somebody to be on that loan with you. But the main thing to remember is that person is also incurring you and your car loan debt on their credit report. So that it's really important in those situations. If you do actually have to get a co-signer just to make sure you pay all those payments on time, because it's not just your credit on the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, understood completely. Cool. (laughs) Uh, Well, next I want to talk about um, avoiding pitfalls uh, in the auto finance process. Okay. Um, and could sort of give us a, uh, an overview of what it is we're looking at when we go in to buy a car. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's basically three ways that people buy cars these days. You can buy one one-to-one Facebook marketplace. It used to be the classified ads or somebody's got a parked out in front of their house with a for sale sign on it. That in that transaction is usually very, it's straightforward. And that a lot of times they're just cash. Somebody's buying it with cash, but now you're talking about the group of people who got the money saved. 
Um, and then you have, but a lot of people can actually go down and I did this when I thought about it, my very first car, I bought one-to-one. I got a bank loan, $3,600, bought the car from a friend and I was at 16. So they did ask for a cosigner, but you know, if I had decent credit or credit at all at that age, obviously, um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have needed one. So if I'm 30 years old today and I have a score of 680 or whatever, I could go down to my credit union and get a loan to buy a, uh, a vehicle from a one-to-one person transaction. I'm not. I'm not required to go to a dealer to buy a car in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the other two avenues that are out there are one, what we see in our in our marketed to us all over the place, right? You see on TV all kinds of car ads. It's a very popular thing to advertise on TV. The trucks, the GMC, Toyota, whatever it is, etc. And then you see then on the streets in your community, those same franchise dealers. Um, that's the experience of going in to get a brand new car. It's also um, where you would go to get a used car that might be certified pre-owned. It's only a few years old that still has some warranty on it. Uh, but it's not your traditional used used car that might be uh, a, you know, 8, 10, 12-year-old vehicle kind of thing. Where you see those kind of vehicles is a place that we want you to avoid like the plague, okay? This is the biggest pitfall in auto finance ever and could be one of the biggest pitfalls ever in your life because it takes so long to recover, okay? This is like longer than recovering from any disease in medicine. I mean, this is like financial herpes it really is it's the disease that you get that you just can't get it's with you for life almost okay mm-hmm. you got to get rid of it you, you, so you, the only way to get rid of it is not go in there in the first place all right and it's called the they call them the used car lots and you see them there they don't have a toyota sign or anything else and they have a thing called out there a lot of times it says buy here pay here okay mm-hmm. buy here pay here lots mean they're not given you a loan with a local credit union or another auto financing company. They're actually, it's just this guy that owns this lot with 50 cars and he's going to give you the vehicle and you're just going to pay him monthly. Well, how can he do that? Well, it's really easy actually, because let's say there's a $10,000 Toyota Corolla, shiny, whatever, sitting on the front. He had actually gone down and that vehicle he had picked up at what they call the local auto auction. Uh, which are uh, where they pick up repos and cars that have been fixed after wrecks and all kinds of things. And they pick up that car for probably like four grand, maybe 3,500 bucks. They bring it back to their lot and they stick a thing on there. that says $10,000. And they get the people that come in there that they come in because the sign says no credit, no problem, which if you don't have a credit score, hello, one in five Americans doesn't have a credit score. So if you'd gone to a, a regular dealer and they said, sorry, we can't get you a loan because you don't have a credit score, you see this sign that says no credit, no problem. You pull right in and you go, what you got for me? This sounds like my problem. And they say, oh, do you have $2,000 for a down payment? Yeah, I can pull that. No problem. $300 a month. We got you this for a five-year deal. You know, interest rate's is a little bit higher because, you know, no credit issues. So it's going to be like 21%. Now, all of a sudden, you're driving off the lot with a $2,000 hole in your pocket, right, in a vehicle with no warranty that the the person that sold it to you just recouped 2000 of the 3500 they have in the car. So they're only staring at 
1,500 possible negative, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. And a $300 a month payment, right, with very good interest. You go home and you start making payments and payments. Maybe you even had the thing for a long time, maybe, maybe even a year, okay? Mm -hmm. And um, all of a sudden something happens, car breaks down. Well, a year's worth of payments, $300 times 12, $3,600 plus the $2,000, You already paid him $5,600 for the car. He has $3,500 in it, okay? But the car broke down. Hmm. Couldn't get to work. The boss says, can't get to work, can't get the paycheck. You're out. Sorry. Now, all of a sudden, you realize you're getting a message from the guy, hey, your payment's late, five days. You didn't realize that when you signed this agreement that if you didn't pay that loan within five or ten days of the due date, they have the remote ability to turn the car off and then just expect a day or two later that a tow truck is going to show up and repossess the car. Okay? Mm -hmm. When that's gone, it's gone. They, You signed an agreement that you weren't paying attention to. But this mm -hmm. is how it works. And now all of a sudden they've got that car back. He doesn't even need to go to the auto auction. He just put it right out in the front lot with another $10,000 sign on it. He just made $2,500 in the course of a year, and he's going to turn around and sell the thing again, right? Mm -hmm. And again and again. There's stories of people, these dealers selling the same cars six and seven times over mm -hmm. because of repossession. You cannot go there if you want to have a healthy personal financial life, okay? Just it's a no-go. Now, what about... This no down payment thing, Colin. I heard you say it. You said buy a car with no down payment. You saw it. The auto, the used place, they want that down payment, right? Yeah. Well, when you go to the car dealer, the last thing on earth you're ever going to do is let them be your lender. Okay. They make and manufacture cars, and the 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 franchise place, the the store just sells the cars. Okay. They don't give you. They're, they're not a loan company. And what they do, but they on the back end, they have dozens of companies that do auto loans that they'll mix and match you with mm -hmm. based on not your best interest, but in their best interest because they get a kickback whatever the loan is funded. Okay? How do you get around this? And they're always pressing for a down payment. It's simple. You go to your local community credit union. One out of three Americans is a member of a credit union. Okay? The bread and butter of credit unions is car loans. And if you have a decent credit score of 660, 680, 700, stable work, they will easily get you a car loan. And in the, the obviously, it's slightly lower on a scale. The interest rate might be a little bit higher, let's say 10%, 11% if you have a 640, 650 credit score. But if you have 700, 720, you can expect 4, 5, or 6%. Okay? That is not unreasonable at all. And the thing is, is there's going to be no money down because they don't they don't require it. If you want to, if you have money and you want to put it down, it can reduce your payment. It can reduce maybe the interest rate band by a little bit. But if you think about this, well, why is it? Well, when I go to the dealer, why are they always asking for a down payment? Because they're trying to get as much out of you as they can. You know, if you go ask your grandpa for a $500 loan, does grandpa say, well, yeah, but I need a $50 down payment to make sure I can, you know, you're going to be good for it. <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that, right? The system's not like that. So credit unions know this. And unless there's some extreme, as long as you're buying a car that's affordable for you, 
they're fine with it because mm -hmm. they know the numbers and they know how much the success is, et cetera, and it doesn't require that. So what they end up doing is they give you a piece of paper, and it's a pre-approval. And it says, it says, Wendy, you're approved for $30,000. Here's the steps, the phone number to call right on here, and it's got the signature says approved. All you got to do is take that to the car, go car shopping now. And imagine that this piece of paper is like having a $30,000 cash in your pocket. Because that's how your buying power is with this, okay? When you walk into the dealers, you let them know right away, this is what I got and this is how I'm getting my car. And if I find a car here right away and I buy it, great. If I don't, I might go down to Toyota or I might go over to the Kia place or, or Mitsubishi or whatever. But don't try selling me another loan. Okay? Ain't going to happen. Don't try. And if you start to try, I'm walking out the door. Yep. And then just say, do you want to sell me a car? Yeah, you got $30,000 in your hand. Of course I want to sell you a car. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't I? Right? Take my money. <laughs> yes. So that is all you have to do. And you can get that same loan for buying that individual car for the one person on Craigslist or whatever, Facebook. And you can do the same thing because there's a built-in process. And guess what? This isn't new. This is not like news of the week, folks. This has been going on for decades. And you know who the last person on earth that's ever going to tell you to do this is? The car dealer. The car. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awkward <laughs> silence there from Wendy. She's like, oh, wait, you're supposed to mean the place I used to work, right? I was, yeah. Well, I was uh -huh. like, are you wanting me to answer or is this rhetorical? Yeah, that was but an awkward moment. Oh, wait. So they don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to share. We, we pulled up just the other day. Wendy and I pulled a interest rate calculator because one, well, just to tell you how bad it can be. I told you how bad it can be at the buy here, pay here, right? Mm hmm. If you do decide to let somebody strong arm you and sell you into something and you had a, not a good credit score, first off, you shouldn't be shopping for a car there if you got a bad credit score. You should wait and fix it first and get there quickly because if that's what total access and impact does. We know how to make that happen for you and gives you that coaching get you there. But at the end of the day, um, we pulled a uh, – on the back end of these these – the finance folks at the dealers, there's about five, six, seven companies that are like the devil and his buddies. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. They all live in the same neighborhood. There's the shark, the devil, the shark's brother, the devil's uncle. They're all hanging out in the same place. And they do car loans for people with 600 or less credit scores. And they put them in loans that are, you know, 22, 25, 28% interest. We did a calculator the other day. That was a $30,000 car, which is not an expensive car. It's hard to get a car for less than 20 grand these days. So 30 is like, you know, it's a probably got air conditioning. Yeah. yeah, it's nothing <laughs> fancy to it at all. And that car at a 28% interest rate for someone with less than 600 score, right? Mm -hmm. They would put you into that loan. The payment on a seven-year loan, 84 months, was going to be $800 a month. And then we did the calculator, and it showed us that the interest alone on that loan was going to be $38,000. So $30,000 plus $38,000 means you spent $68,000 for a new vehicle 
that, oh, by the way, lost 15% of its value the moment you drove it off the lot. So mm -hmm. you, if you make it to the end of that extraordinary process, that's how much money you would have paid and lost on that. Yeah, it's like so two that's cars. Why it's the, <laughs> that's why it's the um, it's the uh, the medical condition that you can't get rid of. Okay, you don't want it, you don't need it. Just follow some basic steps to get yourself to six sixty, six eighty, seven seven twenty, and you can live a very simple life of not having to worry about this. You know, the other side of the car thing here is that uh, Wendy's incredibly passionate about this, and that is is Every car deal has profit built into it, whether it's five hundred or five thousand or ten thousand dollars, and it's all negotiable. And having some basic tools in your hands, I know Wendy, um, if you want to sh share what some of those things that help someone not feel like they just got to walk in and pay whatever's staring at them, you know, there because there's some power when you got when you're walking in with thirty thousand cash, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I mean, and like before we get saying too much more, just understand like not all car salespeople are bad. Not all finance managers are bad. Not all used car lots are bad. We understand yep. that, but we are going to be picking on the bad guys. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, really, whenever you go into the car dealership, sometimes the, the person there that is helping you, they may not care about what your financial situation is whether it this is the perfect vehicle for you for now or whether or not that this is a reasonable and like you know maintainable you know fee for you each month as far as paying that loan goes um, so that they may not care if you if you can afford it or hell if the car will get make it down to the end of the street they may not care um, but one thing that I think is so important that a lot of people may not think when they go into a car dealership is what the actual value of the car is. I know the sticker says one thing, but what it's actually worth is something completely different. So whenever you walk into the car dealership, um, pull up your, like pull out your phone and pull up the Kelly Blue Book website and you can put in the VIN number or the yep. gear, make a model of that vehicle and walk around and look at cars and see how well reasonably they're priced. Um, and then you can show the salesperson, hey, you know, the retail on this is about this. Can you get me this kind of deal? Just so you can kind of negotiate down a little bit. Cause let's be honest guys, sometimes they do inflate the price of the vehicle, uh, quite a bit. So if you don't argue, they're making a lot of money, but if you do argue and negotiate down, they're still making money and you come out feeling like a winner because you were able to no negotiate it down to the actual value of what the car was. So just kind of, that is one thing yep. I always, always recommend. Um, but of course, you know, once you get into the finance office, once you've got your pre-approval letter from the credit union, seriously, guys, go to the credit union and get a pre-approval letter before you do anything. But whenever you go into the car dealership, they're going to, you still have to go to the finance office because they've got to finish up the paperwork. They're going to try and sell you extended, extended warranties, a service contracts, accessories, and things like that. So it's really important yeah. that you don't add on any extra fluff and stuff that you don't need for that car because they will try and add it on and it makes it sound attractive. Oh, well, the service contract is only only $50 a month. Well, 
you don't pay for an oil change every month. You don't need to pay for an extended service contract no. and things like that. It's, it's just extra money. Floor yeah. mats. I can't tell you how many people I saw finance floor mats. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, that's that's way too much. But, you know, yeah. and then again, the depreciation value of the car, whenever you roll off the lot, it, it's if it's a brand new car, you're probably losing about 15 to 17 percent of the value of that car. So if you do find yourself in a position where you have the money and the ability to buy a brand new car, still think about whether or not that is a good idea. Because again, that that car is brand new. It's not been sold before. So yeah. You know, the, the dealer has a manufactured suggested retail price or MSRP price, and that price cannot really be wiggled around on very much because the car dealership had to pay a lot more for that car. And so the, there's not really a lot of wiggle room for that. So you've got to wait until there's incentives or rebates from the factory before that new car is more affordable for you. But yeah. just, you know, but it's probably best, especially if it's your first vehicle to buy a used car. And then also, you know, just because it's new doesn't necessarily mean it's going to last longer than anything else that's currently on the road. So just, you know, think about that too. read the reviews yeah. as well on cars. Cause thank goodness for the internet, there's reviews on all kinds of, Oh, well, this is a common problem with this kind of truck or, you yeah. know, this minivan, the door falls off when you open it, if it hasn't been serviced under the recall yet. So just kind of keep yeah. in mind because those things are real. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we'll end this episode today with a couple of dirty little secrets. Okay. All right. Uh, one of them is it's a tip and it's something that they might try to push you into. And that is that you never need to give anybody in a car dealership your social security number. Mm-hmm. Okay. When if, if you follow the path that we suggest here, which is getting your pre-approval, walking in with your 30,000, whatever number it is from the credit union, They've done their due diligence, okay? Mm-hmm. They already know who you are. They're, you're their customer, and they already know what that is. So you are not required in any way to give them your social security number because you don't want them put in some system, and all of a sudden, 10 inquiries show up on your credit report because they're still going to try and convince you, oh, I found you a better deal, Wendy. It'll save you $20 a month. Do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Well, no. isn't <laughs> it the same terms of what I got here at 6% interest for five years? Well, no, but... It's three years longer and 10% more. Well, why on earth would I do that? <laughs> Sounds and you like don't a even know bargain. the name of the company, right? So <laughs> that is very important lesson, okay? Very, very important. Next, and the final thing here. Um, there is the episode of one of my favorite podcasts. is called This American Life, okay? Ira Glass is the host of the show, and they have an episode. I can't remember the episode number, but it's, the title of it is called Cars. And they spend an hour doing the podcast on the inside of the dealership. So you hear the whole, it's a fascinating story, and you find out how everything works when it gets down to the end of the month and how they got to make their numbers. And one thing that a smart consumer can do is you go, if you are going to go car shopping, go one with your cash, which is your pre-approval from the credit union. Mm-hmm. You go at the end of the month, okay? And every franchise dealership, they have a quota from the manufacturer, Honda, Toyota, whatever it is, doesn't matter. And they say, you have to sell 125 cars this month, 130, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And when they get down to the end of the month, if they are running short, they'll actually sell cars at a loss. Because if they don't, if you have a quota of your goal is 120 and you come in at 119, you get zero bonus. Mm-hmm. Zilch. Okay. And the bonus can be like $1,000 per car sold. 
$1,000 times 120 is $120,000 direct back to the dealer. Mm-hmm. If you walk in and you're car number 180, you're, you're right up in there, they're going to do whatever they can to close you so you're not walking down the street to the other place, okay? Because mm-hmm. if they, when they hit their quota, $120,000 is, it, it, it actually is usually the make or break for the dealership mm-hmm. on a monthly basis. So if you want to have some fun and education, get yourself a little bit more about the insides of that, the backside of how that, the, the dirty little secrets for sure come out in that, um, it's, it's worthy. It's a very educational and a fun, uh, listen. So, uh, I recommend that. So to end up our day today, we'll do the credits, Wendy. Want to run through those today? Sure. All right. Well, uh, you know, big thanks to the uh, team at Rural Karma for sponsoring Total Access and Impact and the podcast that we're doing today. Um, thanks to Colin for getting all this set up and everything. Um, and then so music is by Upbeat, so it's free for creators. Check it out, Upbeat.io. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about more about the buy here, pay here dangers and, you know, how you, how you can just kind of avoid that and just kind of, you know, just open it's kind of like shining the light on the, you know, on a bunch of cockroaches scattering. So I hope you enjoy it. So definitely tune in for next week. So we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>